Hey, do you want to be like me and make podcasts that everyone loves? Yeah, you do. But chances are, you don't want to spend a bunch of money doing it. No worries. A solution exists. Spotify's got a platform that lets you make podcasts super easy, then distribute those podcasts everywhere, and you can even earn money doing it. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Also, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. I'm speaking from experience when I say that all those additional features like video podcasts, Q&As, polls, those are things you won't find for cheap elsewhere. But with Spotify for Podcasters, it's all totally free no catch. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Thanks. We love you. Hey, 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 everybody. What? Welcome to Pretty Scary. (gasps) Pretty Scary, boo. I'm Adam Todd Brown. And I'm Caitlin Cut. We are your hosts. Mm -hmm. This is a Mm -hmm. Bone Con episode. We're doing- So you know us, you know? If this is, if, if you're hearing this, you love us and we love you. So we're doing this, you know? And you know that we had a massive bummer of an episode last week. Huge bummer. So we're going to, we're going to turn it around this week. Boy, are we? Boy, howdy. Do we have an episode for you? This is, this is one of my favorite episodes of Ghost Adventures that I've ever seen. I don't, I mean, it's this one. And then of course there is the one that I haven't been able to find where Zach and Aaron are trying to decipher what a ghost is saying. And, and the ghost in the Gerger machine says I was raped. And the two guys high five and yell, (laughs) she was raped. Dying to find that episode. If anybody can find that episode, please let me know. I'll Venmo you $5. And these, they wonder why these ghosts second, thing they say is always get out okay i don't want i'm not going to spoil it but i will say there is a gerger evp we capture a voice thing towards the end of this episode that completely fits into our theory of ghosts being annoyed oh like 100 oh, like above and beyond what we've captured before <laughs> yeah like, like this episode it feels like was made for us to cover like we've earned this one. Oh yeah like it's yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> so let me set the stage, okay? We are, um, so the episode itself is Graber Farm. Graber, but that's Graber Farm Entity. Entity, which is r- the wrong title for, I think, two reasons. <laughs> like the first is that it's not, they don't call themselves the Graber Farm. It is the Graber Olive House in California. It's been around for 125 years. Correct. They don't set oh. foot on farmland once. 
<laughs> Not episode. once. They try, but they don't make it because something happens to Billy. <laughs> but we're going to get to that in a second. Um, and secondly, there is an entity in this episode, but it's called the Creeper. And why the hell they wouldn't put that in the episode is genuinely mind-blowing to me. Yeah, because the Creeper, we'll get to it, uh, seems like a genuinely scary entity. Yeah, and it's been named by the people. Like it's As far, the way it was presented was that this Creeper has been around for a long time. Like everybody who works in this place knows that there's some weird animal, creepy, demonic thing that lives in the vat house of this olive processing family factory situation. Which looks very nice, by the way. Yeah, I just let's just start here. Okay, I, I want to reframe something because I had this thought while we were watching, while I was watching this episode. There was a point where there was uh, the, the travel channel was the travel channel. And then occasionally we'd get a paranormal something or other. And the, the evolution was slow. At first, before the ghost hunting television phenomena happened, there were those great travel channel episodes, like most haunted destinations. Right. And those were my favorite, 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 favorite shows on the travel channel. And I really wish they would just still do these because they don't need a host. The people, the talking heads that they would get, like the, 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 the specialists of these properties were all whack jobs anyway. And right. some of them would be like missing an eye. And then other, sometimes they'd be like filming them in like period appropriate clothing for the hat. <laughs> yeah. It was so good, you know? So slowly but surely though, Ghost Adventures gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And there is a moment where the travel channel becomes all paranormal. Pretty much. It is though now. It, yeah. it, I mean, that's their edict. And I just, I thought about it, Adam, and it's like, what was that meeting? Who had the cojones to just be like, look, <laughs> I know we're the travel channel. However, <laughs> what was that moment? Yeah, I kind of felt like they gave up. A little bit or it's like that's what it is that what it was they were just like oh just let it happen is that what it was like i don't understand well i'll I'll give you a couple music examples the goo goo dolls and sugar ray sugar ray and the goo goo dolls both started out as actual rock bands like sugar ray was a thrash metal band the goo goo dolls sounded more like the replacements than what we Mm. know the goo goo dolls as now and then at one point they both just had these unexpected smash pop hits and they had a decision to make right are we going to go back to being the band we were before or are we just going to embrace this and run with it and they and the travel channel embraced their new hits i guess and ran with it i think I, that has to be the answer. I just want to be in that meeting. If I could pick like a meeting to be in, like go back in time. I just oh, want to yeah. know what the conversation was because you know, somebody was like, I'm sorry, what? Or when like, we're the, we're the travel channel. Like that person thought they had history on their side in that moment. Like we're, we're, we're documenting travel all over the world, but you know, like or I, w- I would want to be in the one where A and E decided to start airing intervention and hoarders and shit. It's like dude. you used to air interviews with politicians and celebrities. Yeah, and remember things. biography. Yeah. That was a great show. Biography it was, was great. It, it was revisionist, but it was great. Yeah. It was like the Wikipedia of television shows. It's very fun. <laughs> Somebody bring that back. Yeah. Honestly, I've been thinking a lot about this. There's, there's, there's three kinds of shows that I want to see come back. One is what I've already talked about, which is I just want to do straight travel channel haunted destination shows. Just give me that yeah. gloss it up. Let's do this. Like we don't need a host. Those people are weird enough. The second is I want E true Hollywood story to come back. 
Those were oh, yeah. my, those, those were, were so good. And then, you know, the third I think is, you know, what we're talking about. So anyway, let's, that's, so yeah. there's, so there's that. There's well, the, the, the thing about this location is it probably would have made a good, not haunted episode of a travel channel that's show. That's the point I was about to make. I looked up their website and it genuinely looks like, the, like a, a throwaway montage location from the movie sideways. Like it's beautiful. Like yeah. it's, it's absolutely stunning. It's the. But- Longest running olive business in the United States. Yeah, groves of olive trees. That's, I mean, it, it doesn't get more romantic and picturesque than that. I mean, olive trees are gorgeous. They're like my, I guess, my favorite tree. Is that a weird thing to say out loud? They a are my bit, favorite yeah. tree. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're but, my favorite tree. I mean, everyone has a favorite tree. I just, I'm not comfortable yeah, no, naming okay. mine on this podcast. Well, that's really, per- it's personal. It's a very personal you know? thing. Yes. So it's okay. Um, but true to form, Jack. Jack, oh my God, my son's name is what I'm thinking of. Zach picks the ugliest corner in the whole farm to film his intro. And he's like crouched and he's by this like ugly, like fence, yeah. like uh, whatever, right? And he releases, he reveals two big pieces of information. One is that there's an entity called the creeper, which I was like, that's when I knew this episode was going to rule. Cause I was like, Oh shit. It's got a name. That's a, always a good sign. It's a far cry from the ghosts named George and Gary and things of the like that we've had on previous episodes. The only name that beats it is Nana Jabu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That one rules. Uh, And then the next thing he says is that this farm has a personal connection to ghost adventures. And I swear to God, the personal connection that they end up mentioning is the exact thing I assume it's thought I assumed it would be. Did you have that? Um, kind of, I looked into the, the people that he was talking about. Well, I, I had known about, okay, we're going to get there because there's a couple things I want to talk about with that. That's, that's a little uncomfortable, but also awesome. But anyway, So he starts to kind of do his, you know, Zach entry, you know, you know, the farm was open since 1894 and blah, blah, blah. And it made me wonder something, Adam, at what age do all buildings become haunted? You know, I'm, I'm going to go conservative and say about 50 years, 50. Okay. Mm -hmm. Half a century. We're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause I just wondered, it's like, cause for California, for anything to be 125 years old is impressive like definitely there's there are certain structures that have been around since you know you could talk about the the you know explorer missions and things like that but overall pretty much everything is under 50 years old like or 60 i guess at this point so so 125 is a lot so okay so you're saying it at about 50 you can start to assume that a building is haunted it's like that john mulaney joke where he's talking about house shopping And he says they finally bought a house. It's newly remodeled. It was built in 1927, which means it has a beautiful backsplash and it's haunted. Which, (laughs) of course, since 1927, someone's died there. I think everybody became a ghost from 1920 to 1946. Yeah. And I assume being a ghost is like anything else. Some people are just better at it than others. It seems like the creeper is like the... The Barry Bonds of being dialed in. He is very good at his job. Very good at his job. So, so, so Zach is kind of going over the stats, but then we are (laughs) introduced to this guy. His name is Robert Graber. He is of the Graber family. He's maybe 25. I don't know. I can't. He, he seems like older, he seems like he's haunted. A little he's bit. A, his affect is like shitty 
early twenties yeah. year old guy. Like I, I, I'm not getting like anyway, but Zach comes in hot with this line. You are Robert Graber of the Graber Olive House. So you've owned this for 125 years. And then Robert gives the most 20 something response ever, which is uh, no, <laughs> because it's like he's joking, Robert. Give, like, cut chill him some out. Slack. He's so annoying. He, he's like, <laughs> I thought that was funny when Zach said that. I did too. I laughed really. I was like, okay. And then he, and then Robert gets all shitty about it. But then Robert gives like a very typical explanation for how real estate works, which is like, his grandpa started the thing. And then his uh, dad has this thing. Like, we get it. It's been in your family for 125 years. That's all he was trying to say. Yeah. Family you, business. That's all you need to say, dude. Yeah. So then <laughs> Zach comes out with another really great comment where he just directly asks Robert, do you still make olives? And it's like, check the website, dude. Like you that wouldn't one's on even you. do that basic amount of research before showing up at this place. You didn't walk around the place where you are and then i just realized he contradicts himself later but we'll get to that i just think he's trying to be chatty and he's terrible at it i think that's yeah. the problem that he had like he doesn't know how to do a he only knows how to host he only knows how to host a show with people that are paranormal investigators anytime he has to go out of his wheelhouse and talk to someone who is not paranormally inclined he does he does not know how to talk to those people i don't know how he sold the show <laughs> Like, yeah. At the end of the day, it's kind of a miracle. So then Zach reveals that the personal connection to the Graber place is the fact that he, that his friends, the Constantines used to investigate that farm. Now the Con Constantines are Constantinos. I should say, I'm sorry. Yeah. Are a problematic couple to drop. And I don't, really understand if I were him, I would just be like, like, yeah, I wouldn't have even brought it up because there was a point in this where I was like, are you going to try and blame ghosts for what happened to the Constantinos? You better uh, fucking not. He, he, uh, he comes outright... right to the line. Yeah, exactly. It, Caitlin, it, tell people yeah. what happened to the Constantinos happened to let's talk about what they did. They well, killed their roommate and then that, they barricade. I thought the husband killed the roommate and then took the wife and killed her and then killed himself. That's a possible telling of it. Yeah. It's I a mean, murder suicide either way. It's full blown murder suicide plus a standoff. Yes. With the cops in her daughter's apartment. Right. So that's the other thing. It's like this guy, it's a very dark story and they're, the notification of their death, actually, I think it's in Demon House when he gets the call that his friend had died. Oh, it's either really? Demon House or it's another episode that he did. But uh, of course, he gets the call while he's on camera. And but although the reactions seem genuine, I'm not I don't think that part was contrived. But yeah, I personally don't understand why he wanted to bring that up. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Other than the loose a uh, nebulous connection between this, the creeper and what happened, which I'm not cool with. Yeah. They, yeah. I don't, I don't know why he brought it up. Like it, it doesn't make the episode any more interesting and it really seems a little shitty to bring it up and not go, Oh, but wait till you hear how they died. Cause he just says they're no longer with us. And I'm like, Oh my yeah, God, did they die of ghosts? And uh, no, they died of demons. No. 
they died of personal demons. Yes. I mean, I I knew exactly who these people were because I remember Googling, Googling this and reading about it through a couple different articles after it happened. And I, anyway, I, I, I just, I've already said my piece here, but I think it's a little weird that he even brought it up. But the pertinent part of that investigation is that they were, this couple was there with another person that was so frightened by what she saw in what we're later going to find out is the vat room where they, where they cure all the olives that she ran, ran off the property, got in her truck and never came back. Which tells me she got into ghost hunting, not believing in ghosts because any other ghost hunter. Exact thought. I'm like, so you see a ghost and you like, you finally see something that you're like, there's the thing. And then it just, you're, you're just not ready yeah. for it. Careful, I don't know. I careful guess it's what fair. You, careful what you hunt for. I guess. I guess it's kind of fair. Like you're not really, you don't really know what you're toying with until you see it. I could, I don't know. Until anyway, you get sort of pushed by a ghost. Okay, lady. The story is that she was pushed. So yeah. the other thing is, I'm just going to come back to this again. I, why we couldn't just tell that part of the story and leave out the fact that they were with this other couple is strange. Yeah. Also, why go back to this place? I don't know. There's just a lot here. Like I can understand why they want to investigate the place, I guess, but I'm just saying just, you can literally edit out your connection to this place. Why would you highlight it? I I don't understand. Especially when you take account how abrupt in a history of abrupt endings on this show, (laughs) the abruptness with which this one ends, my God, edit all that stuff about the Constantinos out and keep that part going. Just give us four more minutes of what's happening in this room. The end is amazing. It's amazing. And there's no recap. It's like, <laughs> anyway, again, we'll get there. Oh God. Okay. So the first genuinely creepy thing that happens is while they're talking about the Constantino specifically with Robert, there is a, I don't know, a ghostbuster box. I don't know what the hell that thing. It's a security box. It's, it's well, part of the, what the guy, what Robert Graber says it is. He goes, Oh, that's a fire alarm, but it doesn't normally do that. And I'm like, you going to go check for a fire or no, that's, that's what I thought was so <laughs> funny is that it's kind of a win-win moment for both Zach and this Robert guy who again is emotionally checked out. And I think just secretly wanted to go to art school. They're interview. They're in the middle of an interview. This thing starts beeping and What's the, what is it that he says? Zach, oh, Zach looks at him and he says, is that beeping explainable? <laughs> Which is like such a solid Zach question. Yeah. And yeah, then Robert. from that box right there, Zach. Ro- Robert's like, that never happens. I've never seen that happen before. But then he's also like, but just push that button and it'll stop making that noise. <laughs> what if the and whole place you. exploded when Zach hit that button? <laughs> I'm with you, Adam. It's like, if that is a fire alarm or some kind of CO2 thing, like maybe it's not time to push the button. Maybe we <laughs> yeah. just pause the production and see why there's a beeping sound, yeah. but maybe okay. call 911, you know? Yep. So, um, now we, okay. So in this episode, we basically have Zach, Aaron, and Billy. And then the guy with a beard who I never remember his name. I, I'm sure he's been around for 20 years and I never remember that guy's name, but he's the guy that runs the nerve center normally. Um, but Zach, Aaron, and Billy walk into the vat room and the vat room is going to figure very, very, very heavily into this episode. Oh yes. Um, it also kind of reminded me at this point that like Zach is like a paranormal heel Hauser because and I don't know how many people outside of California are even going to have a reference for, for who Huell Hauser was but he was a guy who hosted a local travel show called california gold okay that's why i've never heard of him yeah 
this man was genuinely blown away by everything. The joke is that he always said like, that's amazing. So sure <laughs> enough, like Zach is walking through a vat room in an olive company and he's blown away by the site. And it's a little like disproportionate to like what maybe you should yeah. be expecting to see at an olive farm. Like it's like, of course that's yeah, there. Where do you, do you think they store them in the cloud? Of course they yeah. have vats for their olives. <laughs> But Robert has told our our three brave soldiers that the creeper has been seen climbing in and out of the vats and the wall and up the walls. Mm. Um, And a part of me kind of wondered if maybe this like creeper thing was invented to just like prevent a class action lawsuit because (laughs) shit climbing in and out of their olive vats is pretty. It's pretty gross. Gross. If it's not a ghost, I don't know. I (laughs) better hope it's an entity and not like a cat or a raccoon. Or a possum that can climb walls, but I'm, I don't want to ruin anybody's fun. So then Zach says, Robert reveals that several of him, of his employees have died in the last few years and they've all experienced the creeper. What? Exactly. Why didn't, why didn't Robert mention that? Like I would have right out of the gate been like, dude, a bunch of my employees have died. They all saw this fucking ghost help fucking covid i can't hire anyone anymore no one wants jobs they're all getting the unemployment honestly let's talk about that unemployment it's like okay fucking chill out robert Kill robert take it easy uh, and robert would let's be honest yeah you ever been to um, ontario california i always ask that jokingly on these episodes but this place is in ontario i did a show there at a weed bar and got paid 150 dollars Ontario's fine. They've got an outlet mall. I don't know. I never think about Ontario. It never comes up to me. Like, I never think about, oh, Ontario. I wonder how, like, they're doing, like, ever. Well, if you're Um, listening, Ontario, thanks for being a good crowd that night. Thanks for being a great crowd and for holding the fort with the creeper because, um, so where are we going? Oh, okay. So yeah, I think that is one of those situations where Zach lines up two facts and then just places them together a little bit, uh, because it's, it's a very vague statement that could mean what it sounds like it means. And it could also just not mean anything. Yeah. And it's a business that's been running for years and years and years. So these, these could all be people. Well, Old Helen, people, I, Helen fell and broke a hip at home yeah, I, and, uh, Don, You know, Don had a heart attack. He was in his 60s. Just just pull the lens back a little (laughs) bit for us there, Zach. I don't really understand what you're getting at. Um, Yeah. So Zach and Aaron decide to get some like paranormal looking pager and just hold it to one of the vats that I guess the creeper had been seen at. And that thing's just popping off. It is. But I don't know what that means. Yeah, Uh, it's it's not clear. They seem very excited by it. And then they keep cutting to it. And it's just a needle moving back and forth. I don't know what it is. Like, I genuinely, genuinely don't know what that was supposed to mean. But they are psyched. They are fucking, they're, they're amped about that needle, man. And then very quickly, literally out of nowhere, we are abruptly introduced to another paranormal investigator, impossibly named Scott Alt. (laughs) The, al- the alternate investigator is named Scott Alt. It's crazy. He has a PA accent, but he seems Canadian. Yeah, he's, I don't know. Like, where the hell did they get this guy? He, like, literally is I, only here for this scene. I was suspicious when he popped up. He looked like a, he looked like a Canadian member of the Mayans Motorcycle Club or something. He, I think he was an alien. Could be, could be. I, 
right. Because nothing added up. He was like a human man. And he's barely there. That's what I mean. He's in there for like 30 seconds. And he just shows up to say that he knows another paranormal investigator that was pushed. That's it. That's all. That's what he's there to tell us. And it's like, okay, did the investigators they with then go on to commit a murder suicide? If not, then this is second class story here. Zero follow up. It's some bullshit. Okay. (laughs) Now we meet Kitty. Oh, Kitty. Kitty is the person that was investigating with the Constantinos and the one that got scared and drove away. Now, the most important thing that we need to talk about with Kitty is her name should not be Kitty. It needs to be Debbie. She's a Debbie for sure. She has Debbie hair and a Debbie sweater on. She's a Debbie. So 100%. I don't know who I need to call, but she's not Kitty. Next, she said that when she was there that infamous night, she saw something climb the walls. Now, this is her quote. I have seen many elementals. This is something that has never walked the earth in human form. Okay. Cool. Yeah, sure. I can't add to that. I don't know what you mean. This does remind me, or this is a, this is a classic thing that Zach does. Whenever someone shows up and says something like this, that's, that's his train of thought for the rest of the episode. He's like, oh yeah, these are elementals. It's like, are you sure? Is it? Again, I'm just, I hope it's not a possum. Because the thing that she says next is the body was cigar shaped. Mm, And it's like, that sounds a little bit like a possum. Or a rat, maybe? (laughs) It sounds like something that can climb in and out of things that might be drawn to dewy, trash-like places like a bat. Yeah, maybe. Weird. Okie dokie, moving on. Um, then she gets real, this is the kind of statement that I can't argue with because I, it's so subjective that it just is what it is. But she says that the, she felt as though the entity that she was looking at dared her, her and the other people to verbally acknowledge it. So there was something going on in this energetic exchange between the investigators and this cigar shaped thing where she, Debbie slash Kitty felt that if she said something out loud, it could, I guess she's insinuating like possess her or harm her. That's another thought that never really gets finished. But she does say that she got so scared. She ran home. And when she went home that night, she had barely, very violent thoughts. Yes. I wanted to get all of that out in in one moment. That is the part where I was like, don't do it, Zach. Don't you fucking say this is why the Constantinos did what they did. I know. Don't you fucking do it. And he made her, he made her repeat it twice. Yeah. I feel like that's what he was hinting at, but didn't want to directly say it. And I'm so glad he didn't directly say it because that's some bullshit. There is no way that I I don't know what Zach thinks about that experience. Okay. So I'm not going to say that, but there's no way he didn't consider that as a possibility. I have a hard time believing if he is the man he says he is that he didn't like think about for a little while, like, well, maybe there was a possession thing or whatever, but he does circle that point twice with her. Yeah. And And yeah. Yeah. I did. I didn't, I didn't love it. I also found her story the part where she's like, yeah, it told us not to acknowledge it. So no one acknowledged it. It's like, that's a really convenient convenient way to say, oh yeah, I didn't bring this up at the time when we were there because the rat told me not to. It's a possum. <laughs> we'll get there. It's like definitely an animal in that thing. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Cause okay. We'll get there. <laughs> um, so remember how I was bringing up about like how I kind of missed the travel channel and how I wish that, you know, they would kind of get back to their roots. 
Uh-huh. Well, it, it's funny because it kind of happens in this episode. I wasn't planning on it, but sure as fuck, after we hang out with Kitty slash Debbie, we are transported to a very small tasting room where Zach and Aaron are sitting with Robert and I guess his sister or something. I would assume some other member of the They never the even introduce her, yeah. They never introduce her. And they're sitting in front of bowls of olives. And the lead into this moment is just as we're learning about the creeper, we get information about another entity living at Graper Farms. But before we can even get to that, we have to figure out what's going on and eat some olives. And hate, there we are. I hate olives. I hate them so much. You do? I think they're gross. I think they're gross. Okay, that's fine. I, this is the point where Zach contradicts himself. Because he said early in the episode, oh, you still make olives here. And then in this scene, he's like, well, part of the reason I wanted to come here was just to eat olives. It's like, nope, that's not that's not true. That's not true, Zach. I think he's also going insane in this scene. I mean, I, this is a man with like high, high, high social anxieties, I'm realizing, because he can't stop talking. And he's like, he's like, I love Olives. Olives are like my favorite thing. <laughs> He's like <laughs> like talking nervously and eating a lot of olives. He is. He's taking in a lot of fat. And it's like... I can't tell if he's being a dick or if he genuinely likes olives that much. Yeah, I'm skeptical of him saying they're the best olives he's he ever says they're the... <laughs> They're in a can. I mean, that's something that you say when you're nervous and you don't know how to casually introduce what's obviously a commercial in the middle of your show. Yeah, even even the uh, Robert Graber seems skeptical when he said they're the best olives he's ever had. He's like, really? We put those eh. in a can, you know? Robert is a drip. I think we know that. Okay. I, Robert has like kind of low vibes. So then Aaron also, the only thing he says in this entire moment is they look like little plums. <laughs> Which I enjoyed. Oh, Aaron. Aaron is, for a while, the star of this episode. Yeah. Until Billy steals it at the end. And, you know, I, I'm sitting there watching this olive scene happen, and I'm like, how the hell are they going to get out of this? And then Zach comes to the rescue, and he says, you guys not only have the best olives I've ever eaten, but you also have a creeper. <laughs> and we're out. That's good hosting right there. We're done. So then suddenly Billy appears in the episode who again has aged an additional 10 years since the last time I've seen him. I'm, I have an observation about Billy that I did not recognize until this episode. Caitlin, do you know yep. who Billy looks like? Who? He looks like fatter present day Eminem. Yes. He's got that I see it. uncomfortably manicured beard. Yes. They got the same eyes. He looks like Eminem, the replacement Eminem from the conspiracy theory, if nothing else. Yeah, just like a propulsively white man. man. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, not like the man, but like a white man. A man, yeah. A man. Um, so Billy arrives super amped, ready to ready to tell some stories. And he's holding a series of photos that we find out in a few minutes, another paranormal investigator has just, I think, shown up to give Zach. Yeah. So I, I don't know if they do like an open, like... <laughs> It's an bulletin. open mic. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but like 7 p.m. Is, in the vat room. I have two to say, olive if, minimum. If I <laughs> if I shake and not stir, <laughs> uh, 
if I were a producer on the show, I would suggest like, Hey, can we put out an email to any of the paranormal place, like groups that have come to this place and see if they have any good archive. I would do that. I mean, that makes sense. And that looks like that's what's happening here, but we don't first get an explanation of why Billy is walking around with a, what looks like 20 year old digital camera in his hands. And it's a series of photos that is supposed to be a little boy bouncing a red ball at, in some part of the factory. So did you see the boy? Thank you. I was just about to ask this. It looks like a ball of light. Yeah. I don't see a boy. It didn't. I didn't see a boy. You just, yeah, you just see a red dot in two different spaces. And I couldn't tell if they were going back and forth between the first image at first. And then I realized that's what they were doing. Yeah. yeah. But because they kept saying like, oh, no, the ball's bouncing. And I'm like, no, it's if you had given me a third, like final point in this thing bouncing, I guess I could go there. But anyway, um, but the but Billy, before he shows Zach, the photo is like reenacting the photo, you know, like he's like a little boy. (laughs) He's He's like. Zach, there's a little boy standing right here and the ball bounces in this direction. And it's like, okay. And then we see the photo and I don't know why Billy's so excited. Yeah. It's, it's very, very uneventful. Yeah. So then we have, oh, by the way, the little boy is supposed to be named Luke. Do we get an explanation for this? There's, Negative. there's no explanation. The guy who took the picture is named Marco Santucci. He looks like it. Cause he's wearing like, he looks like a, he looks like a Marco Santucci. Yeah, he's got a bandana on. Yeah. He's got olive skin. <laughs> Probably from eating all them olives. Oh my God. Right? I didn't even mean to make that joke. I'm so glad you picked up on it. Yeah. So good. So then we have like another really abrupt transition <laughs> where Zach is standing by a truck uh, with the guy that usually runs the nerve center. I never know. I feel like his name's Matt. Uh, I think it's, isn't that Jay? Is it Jay? Probably. I, I think it's anyway, Jay. Um, Zach is leading the conversation in a way that, they should have just retaped because he's like, so when we investigate places, we also like to, and then the Matt J guy is like, you like research, we research. Yes. Like it's just yeah. like the most leading it's icky. It just, it's not working. And so the problem is, is that they've researched this, this farm and nothing has happened. There's, there's a legend that somebody has killed themselves on the property, but they can't find anything to back that up. Right. So then they do the easiest thing they could have done, which is go ahead and research the native American presence that was on the land before it got taken over. And it takes five seconds to look into the kind of atrocities that we've committed, you know, against these people in a terrible way to take their land. And then we go down the skinwalker like path. And yeah, uh, I'm always uh, uncomfortable uh, when the ghost adventures okay. team brings up native American, like any native thing at all. I'm like, Except oh. for the death bowls. I still am thankful for that. Well, yeah. Until he bought one and no, it's awful, but it was funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, he's, there's some pretty significant appropriation happening in order to explain away what's probably a possum. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, basically what he's insinuating is that this is some kind of, oh yeah, he makes, he, yeah, he makes another leap here. He's saying that this, this creeper is shifting between the little boy and this thing that people are seeing in the vat room. Yeah. Where's that come from? Nobody has said this (laughs) until this conversation. So he, he's decided that this place is being haunted by a skinwalker. Yep. And that's, that's the beat we're on. So it's like, if that was true, Robbie Williams would be there. 
Robbie Williams would have bought that place. And I love when he shows up in that documentary. What a great surprise that was. <laughs> oh my God. Now I just think Robbie Williams is actually an alien, but anyway, so now that they've decided that this is a skinwalker haunting this place, it's, it's time to investigate Adam. Yep. What happens first, Caitlin? Well, they try to rile up that ghost slash, I guess, skinwalker, Luke, the little boy. And this is a failed experiment, Adam. Yeah, well, they don't take into account because they ro- they roll this ball and it comes right back to them. And they're like, oh, is that the ghost? And then they're like, oh, no, it slopes back up there at the end of the wall. So, of course, it would come up like you didn't check that first. This is a very rudimentary experiment. But they literally are like trying to play dodgeball with a ghost. <laughs> yeah. And Billy loses. Because the second we get like that, that camera footage, the night camera footage of them while they're trying to conduct this thing, an orb goes right into Billy. Immediately attacks Billy. Just immediately. Even ghosts hate Billy. We've said it so many times. This show continues to prove it, proves it in a huge way by the end of this episode. Foreshadowing (laughs) alert. So good. But yeah, no, it just boom right into his back. Like. Billy's getting it. Like it happens so fast. Uh, then they catch an EVP that is, I guess, somebody saying help. I don't hear it though. There's an EVP later that I hear. This yeah. one, I'm like, I don't hear anybody saying anything. Yeah, it could have been saying hello. I don't know. It was weird. Then they find a cold spot. If it sounds like I'm yada yadaing everything, it's because I'm trying to get to my favorite part. And I'm sorry, but the rest yeah. of the stuff is just not nearly as interesting as about as what we're about to do here. But uh, so they find a cold spot, which is like bad. It's like eating while you're podcasting. I can't, if I'm watching a television show and you're telling me you're finding a cold spot, I, I'm going to have to just take your word for it. Yeah, I can't, of course. I can't argue with that, I guess. <sighs> then Zach says, since this thing, referring to the creeper, likes to prey on people. We're going to send someone alone into the vat room. Aaron. I was shocked it wasn't Billy. So was I. And then he says, Kitty said, do not provoke it, provoke it. Aaron (laughs) does not do a good job of provoking it. No, not really. Nothing really happens. Or is it just that the ghosts hate Billy more? Well, yeah, it could be. Also, Aaron clearly doesn't understand what creeping up on someone means because there's that part where he says, is that you creeper this time I'm creeping up on you. It's like, no, you're not. You're announcing your presence in the room. You're picking a fight with something in a different dimension, but you are not being creepy about it. That is the polar opposite of creeping up on someone. So there is a camera that's been set up in this vat room that they keep coming back to. And they do, they do catch something moving with glowing eyes. It is weird. Yeah. But it also could be a possum. Like it's yeah, it could not, be an animal. It, that's what an animal's eyes do. So I don't know. I honestly just think they need to check for black mold in this place because I think I think it makes people crazy. Um, Could be the first like piece of I guess we could say solid evidence is we get a little stick figure guy dancing on and all of that. I feel like this is the point where the ghost got angry because this seems like a genuinely when we get into the end, it seems like this is a genuinely scary entity. Yeah. That they're dealing with. And imagine being that entity and you look at that video screen and you're like, that's not what I look like. 
that's a little happy dancing stick guy. I'm hideous. And they're like, look at it's dancing on the fat. It just, it looks like, it Doing looks like Kermit jig. the Frog. Yeah. He is, he is dancing, he's shaking his little booty. Looks like they, a marionette. They need to reimagine that graphic. <laughs> they have to, because it's just never scary. It yeah. is just silly looking every single time. Yeah. There's, like, there's not a part of me that's like, oh, that's creepy. It's like, no, look at that. Like every time. Yeah. There should be a demon filter that they can put on those. If we can do it on Instagram, I don't know why we can't do it in paranormal investigations. Yeah. We can make so much money. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they see this cute little stick figure doing its thing. And then they say that they caught a snarl on film, which again, oh, I, you hear it. I heard the snarl, but it okay. just plays more into the idea that maybe there's an animal down there with them. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up. I don't want to sound like a killjoy, <laughs> but everything is pointing to possum here. Like yeah, I, yeah. like literally, like, Possums sound evil. Have you ever like heard them like hiss and snarl? No, I don't want to. They're like, they're, they're, they're like bat cats. Like they're, it's not good. I was bringing my dog back in from walking her a few weeks ago. And there was a raccoon frolicking oh. around in our hot tub, the community <laughs> hot tub. We don't have a hot tub. And me and the dog both were like, fuck this. Let's get out of here. No, bear cats. They're dangerous. Yeah. They're not, they're not. No, just stay away. And honestly, like I think about this a lot. If I were some like traveler from another time and there was no Google and there was no anything and I saw a possum, I'd be like, guys, I saw a demon on my trip. Like those things are scary looking. (laughs) They really are. Like that's a demon. Like that looks like a demon. It was at the nighttime and he was clinging to a tree and his eyes were glowing and he was hissing at me. It's possum. Anyway, so they hear a snarl. You heard a snarl. Cool. And now the moment we've all been waiting for. Oh, it, uh, it everyone occurs, hates Billy. It occurs to Zach that the person they should leave alone in the vat room is Billy. Of course, because of the, the sheer amount of hatred the world has toward Billy. That's probably just, what the spikes were in that machine earlier. He just activates it. Yeah, just that thing was like, it. get Billy away from me. So what we see in the show is that the camera follows Aaron and Zach. Their plan is that they're going to go ghost hunting in the the olive groves like that's that's what they're gonna do they get out the gate <laughs> this is great and the audio that we get is a crashing sound and what sounds like a woman screaming yes like yeah, because I they thought, they cut to commercial first and they kind of like preview what they're gonna show us and i was like okay well one kitty is clearly back and she yeah. is being chased by a ghost in the basement of this place and nope just billy something big his <laughs> it it is the scream of pure terror like both aaron and zach at one point say they thought a woman was being murdered but it was just billy screaming yeah and you can hear it when zach hears it that the camera yeah. is on zach and you can hear billy in the background just yeah. fucking screaming which would be alarming if you're walking around a farm at night and you hear what you think is a woman screaming. And as far as you know, there's only men there. I mean, it was pretty great. Um, and then there is footage of Billy. The only word is scurrying out of the vat room and out of the, the barn. Yeah, and he's he horrified. Is he is Scooby-Doo scurrying. Oh, guys, guys, oh, like full on 
absolutely terrified. And when like, you when you hear the sound that he heard down there, I think it's understandable. Like I would have gotten the fuck out of there. It just was a nice surprise that that's a scream. That's all. Yeah. I, I, it, it just is what it is. Like I thought they actually did a decent job of figuring out what that sound was because it. Yeah. Once they start tinkering around down there, it sounds like the lid on one of the vats fell on top of the vat. And even that is creepy because they, they do some yeah. things where they're trying to knock it over and it takes some force. And the way the vats are set up, you it really would have to be something pushing it really, yeah. really hard to make it fall. So I'll give them that. And it but was again, loud. It was, it was so really loud. loud. It, it's as loud as a scream. Yeah. So that's loud. And those I mean, screams are pretty fucking loud. Pretty loud. So yeah, Aaron says, I thought a woman was being murdered, which I thought was really, really great. <laughs> and then we get into this weird part of the episode where we are fast forwarding through, once again, like some of the most interesting evidence that they collect. They go up to like an attic. It's like a loft or an attic. Yeah. <laughs> and now now we find a ghost that's way more on brand for pretty scary because they've got the Gerger machine. <laughs> Adam, what does the ghost say? That Well, they, they ask, I think, to speak to the creeper. Or they Uh they mentioned something about the creeper and the ghost in a female voice goes, give me a break. Clear as day. (laughs) Yeah. It's how, how happy were you when you heard that? Oh, it's amazing. It's because I was like, this is our theory. This is it. It's right here again. Like they're just annoyed. They don't want us there. Ghosts are real and they hate the ghost adventures team. Just we have confirmation of both yeah and then that male voice after yeah you know know what i think it was saying what how can i help you oh that's what it sounded like to me and that is people at home that's kind of how the voice sounded yeah i hear that it was really deep and a very creepy thing and then they throw in the fact that they got another evp of of someone saying stop which is again like it's pretty creepy. It's creepy, but it's our annoyed ghost. Like, yeah. stop. And stop. Uh, they they listen to it because the episode is over. It's done. Zach goes, well, we decided to conclude our investigation. and then, At least he boop. says that this time. Sometimes he doesn't even say that. Yeah, but it's like, would you expand on those voices you just got? Anything? Nothing? What do they do? With the data. I want them to like put it on Spotify or something. I want That's to s- what I'm saying. It's like, what is the, I mean, I have this thought, I have this question for all paranormal investigative like entities. Like, what is the end goal? Like, where are you? I, I have a really hard time believing that he's got some Excel spreadsheet that he's marking out attributes <laughs> for, for all of this, you know, data that he's got. So I don't know. I, I just, I can't help but wonder, like, what are you doing with it? Because we know that he owns Patrick Swayze's teeth. He's already reached the top of the mountain. Yep. So what now? Yeah. What else is there? You've I don't know. Red Fox's haunted possessions. What else do you need? A lot of Natalie Wood's boat furniture. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It would be working in van. Like it would be interesting to see like just the amount of like recordings and, and exactly. Like does he have something have? at his museum where he's just playing the EVPs? You can listen to him, you know, like the classic, yeah, like museum headphone experience. There's not, but there is a haunted mirror that you are allowed to walk up and uh, see yourself in if you dare. 
I'm not doing that. I did it. I'm not doing that. I did it. That that would that would that, if there was ever something that was going to go wrong with me, it would be a haunted mirror situation. That feels like I would really activate that thing. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I did. Who knows? Well, that was the that was I think my favorite episode we've covered. Yeah, just the ending with Billy losing his fucking Screaming. mind. It's, it's great. It, I, you know, it's still hard to beat the Death Bowls. That's still the best. The because Death the Bowls. And what they caught was scary. Yeah. The uh, the ghost band in that prison episode, the ghost surgeon from a few episodes okay, ago. Okay, you're right. So it's like now we're going to have to develop our own categories here. It's like. Well, originally we were working from a list of the top 10 ghost adventures episodes, and I think it's wrong. Like, I don't, th- I think they, maybe it was published a while ago or something, but. Or maybe it's like boring people. Yeah. <laughs> like that could making be. this list where it's like, they're not just going for like, what is entertaining. They're going for like the best, you know, they'll get like annoyed, annoying. Yeah. They'll do like a pitchfork kind of thing where it's like, no, nobody actually wants to listen to this. You're just saying that this is good, but it's not entertaining. It's not fun for us. And that's all we need from it. That's all we, that's all that matters is that we be entertained. So, and and nobody's going to beat Rose. That was the best random ghost adventures guest of all time. Yeah. Yeah. I still think about Rose. (laughs) Uh, What are her days like? Who knows? Who knows? Probably watching a lot of ghost adventures. I makes sense. So, uh, I think that's our episode. Oh, that's our episode. There's nothing. It ended. There's nothing else we could talk about. Yeah. If you're, if you were hoping me and Caitlin, were going to get similarly haunted like Billy at the end. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen someday. I, I hope we are going to go ghost hunting at one point and record a podcast after. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. I, I know where the most haunted house in Ohio is and we could go there. I so mean, if you want to go to Ohio, I know just I go, do. just going to Ohio would be a little nice. haunting in and of itself. Yeah. Real nice. Nice haunted mm. place. A whole haunted state. It's on a ley line. This place I'm thinking of. Mm. We should do a ley line episode. Explain ley lines. Yeah. The weird thing. Anyway, that's it. That's it. That uh, The episode's abruptly over, just like it's, this episode. We're ending it. We are ending it. It's over, Caitlin, Joker. But say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. We love you. How can I help you?